Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Hey there, future paleontologists. Hope you and your family and friends are all doing well. I'm Dinosaur George. Welcome to another episode of Dinosaur George Kids. A place where everybody is welcome. Young and old, doesn't matter. All right. Let's get right into it. Got a lot of stuff going on. First, a couple of announcements. Want to remind you all, if you are in or around San Antonio, Texas, our museum and gift shop is open every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The admission is free. There's no charge to come in. I'm not always there because I travel a lot, but this year, and when I say this year, what I'm talking about is our our year really begins in August. Uh, that's the beginning of the school year. Uh, this year, we're making it a, a real, making a real effort to get me back to San Antonio every weekend, so that I can be out at Traders Village. So many of you come out there to see me, and I'm not always there. So I want you to know that we're really, really trying to get me out there. Uh, today's date is August the fourth, and for this particular weekend, I will not be there this coming weekend because I'm going to be out of town with my traveling museum. But I think for the rest of the weekends in August, I should be out there. I, I think I don't, I can't say with certainty because I have things come up. Okay. I take that back. Hang on. Let me jump over to my calendar real quick. Cause I do know of a day that I will not be there. Where's my calendar. Here it is. I will not be there on August the 13th. I will not be there August the 13th because on that day, uh, I've got to make an appearance at another event, but I will be there August the 14th. And I think I'm there for the rest of, uh, I think I'm there the 20th, 21st, 27th, 28th. And then in September, I'm scheduled to be there the third and the fourth. So, um, Anyway, if you do, if you do come out there, I hope I'm there to see you. If not, there's a lot of amazing things to see, and I hope you stop by sometime. Uh, don't forget, if you are a Raptor or T-Rex Patreon member, your discounts can be used out at the gift shop. You just have to, uh, you just have to identify yourself as a Raptor or T-Rex member, and then we're able to check it and then uh, apply your discounts. And so, anyway, that's uh, that's what's coming up. Now, uh, speaking of the Patreon Club, for those of you that are interested, you can join the Patreon Club, become a member. We do some pretty cool stuff. And one of the things we do is we do lessons. So I've got on uh, the next lesson, if you are a T-Rex or Raptor Club member, your next lesson is August the 12th, Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. If you are a T-Rex or Raptor Club member, the lesson is August the 12th, Friday, August the 12th at 5 p.m. Central Time. You get your login details sent to you through Patreon, so watch your Patreon page. The episode or the lesson for this one is going to be on giant crocodiles. 
Dinosuchus, Sarcosuchus, Phobosuchus, talking about giant croc prehistoric crocodiles and what their role was and how they hunted and some really good stuff. Now, if you are overseas, I am repeating this lesson at 5 a.m. Central Time on Saturday the 13th before I leave to go off to my event. I'm doing it at 5 a.m. my time. That's so that people that live overseas, it's 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 easier for them to to log in then. So you're welcome to join either or both. So if you want to become a member or if you are a member, our meeting is on August uh, Friday, the August 12th at 5 p.m. Central Time. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. And I repeat that lesson at 5 a.m. the following day. For all club members, whether you are Triceratops, Raptor, or T-Rex, your second lesson is going to be on August the 19th, Friday the 19th at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. That lesson is on ichthyosaurs. So if you want to be a member and join us for those, I hope you do, and I hope you enjoy them. All right, we've got to do some uh, some shout-outs, some really cool shout-outs. Uh, one of the other benefits of being a T-Rex member is you get a personal birthday shout-out. So let's start with Henry, who's age six, on April the 14th. Uh, Gibby who's a new member on June the 7th. Since I missed that one, I just wanted to wish you happy birthday. Addison was July 27th, just last week. Caleb, 7, July 29th. Luke, August the 6th. Aiden, August 11th. Oh, this is great. Stega Searsha. Stega Stega Searsha. What a great name. August the 27th, turning 6. Quentin. Turning eight on August 28th. Mason is August the 29th. So happy birthday to all of you. Let's do, let's get somebody to sing happy birthday here. We'll get uh, this baby Tyrannosaurus Rex to sing happy birthday to you all. This is to all August birthday uh, people uh, having their birthday in August. Let's hope that this song is not interrupted by Cha 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 Raptor who comes in this studio, ruins the birthday songs and leaves. I, this raptor drives me nuts. So before we get begin, where's the baby T-Rex? Bring him up to the microphone. Everybody else, check the room and make sure it's not in here. Okay, here we go. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Stop. Stop right there. Did you hear it? I heard it in my headphones. I heard it. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Keep going. Happy birthday to you. I'm gonna cha cha cha. Stop it. There it is. Get him. Ow. Ooh. Stop. Ooh. Stop. Cut it out. Ooh. Ooh. Hang on. Ooh. Ow. Sorry. All right, he's gone. You can finish. I'm gonna eat you for dinner and spit out your shoes. What a beautiful song. I'm sorry you were interrupted. Thank you for coming over and singing happy birthday. And thank you for saying that you're going to eat everybody having a birthday. That's kind of rude, but what do we do? All right. (laughs) 
If you would like to submit a question, by the way, you can do it through our Facebook page, which is the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. You can do it through Dinosaur George Instagram. Or if you are a club member, you can do it through your Patreon page. And of course, you can go to dinosaurgeorge.com and you could submit it there. All right. How about we do our feature creature? It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. All right. Boy, you know, recently it was Shark Week and... I was supposed to do this during Shark Week, but but my schedule wouldn't allow me to. So we're going to talk about one of the most unusual sharks, for that matter, one of the most unusual creatures that ever lived in the ocean. Its name is Helicoprion, or you can pronounce it Helicoprion. Remember again, I, I get so many young people that that will argue with other people about the way an animal's name is pronounced. There are many instances when you are pronouncing names that are not in English. There are many instances where those names can be pronounced differently. Helicoprion, Helicoprion. Either one of them is correct. I, I heard this recently because on the, uh, the Jurassic World movie, the one with uh, Giganotosaurus, they pronounce it Giganotosaurus. And so... So many people are saying that's the proper way to pronounce it. Well, let me tell you this. Giganotosaurus is how I pronounce it because of the word gigantic. I don't say gigantic. We don't pronounce gigantic as gigantic. We pronounce it as gigantic. So Giganotosaurus is how I pronounce it. But if you choose to pronounce it Giganotosaurus, there's nothing wrong with that. And I heard a young person get into an argument with their parent when their parents said Giganotosaurus, and they said, no, it's Giganotosaurus, I want you all to remember that when you're pronouncing names that are not in English, and Helicoprion or Helicoprion is not an English word, um, there are different ways to pronounce it. You can pronounce it Caribbean or Caribbean, tomato or tomato. It's okay. So don't get so focused on how you pronounce something because you either you're afraid that you're saying it wrong or somebody else, you think they're saying it right. There's it, it's okay. Giganotosaurus, Giganotosaurus, Diplodocus, 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 Brachiosaurus, Brachiosaurus. It's all okay. It's all okay. Um, so Helicoprion, what a weird looking dude. Its name means spiral saw. And there's a reason for it. It was named by a Russian geologist in 1899. Now, it's a shark. And we have a problem with sharks. And that is that most sharks do not have any bones that fossilize other than their teeth. Their body is made of cartilage. And so we can't always estimate the size of an animal solely based on the teeth. It, it's, a, it's the best way we have, but it doesn't mean it's always right. So this thing is estimated to be anywhere between five to eight meters long. That's 13. I mean, I'm sorry. That's 16 to about 26 feet long. 
That's about the size of a basking shark. That's a, it's a big shark regardless. Now, some people estimate it that they may have been able to be 12 meters long. That's 39 feet long. Again, when all we have to work with is the, the teeth, and in the case of this one, this weird tooth configuration, it leaves us with having to make a lot of, a lot of assumptions. And it's cause, it causes people to have to figure out how exactly long it was. It could weigh anywhere between 500 to 1,000 pounds. That's 226 to 453 kilos. Again, big animal, big shark. They're found worldwide, but the most famous specimens have been found in eastern Idaho, northern Utah, and the far central part of Wyoming. Now, that's where they found them. It's from the Middle Permian period. This means the shark lived long before the age of terrestrial dinosaurs. And it lived during a time span somewhere around uh, 225 million years ago. And so it's a very early shark. Now there's nothing else like it. So you see nature sometimes tries things out and you get these weird animals, but they don't seem to go anywhere because for whatever reason, they're not really very well designed to survive. So in the case of this shark, we don't see any sharks today that have the features of it. So that means that it was probably a dead end. It didn't, sir, it didn't work as well as nature wanted it to work. And if you, you don't work well, if your body isn't accurate, if your body isn't effective, then you don't live to become an adult to have offspring. You don't have babies. And if you don't have babies, over time, the species disappears. It is, it, it is absolutely one of the weirdest things because of its teeth. It is called a tooth whorl, spelled W-H-O-R-L, whorl. A whorl is something that starts small in the middle and kind of spirals out, like an ammonite shell could be considered a whorl. I tell you something else. The little circles on your fingerprints are considered whorls. So this thing... It's like, imagine if you take a rope, lay it on the ground and kind of coil it up. It's little in the middle. Or think about the way a snake sleeps. A lot of times the snake will curl up in sort of that, that little, that little circular pattern. So that's the jaw of this thing. And it's got teeth in it. And they believe it was embedded in the lower jaw. They think it was in the lower jaw. If, if your parents have a circular saw. That is a saw that's used to cut wood. If, if your parent or your guardian or your grandma or grandpa or anybody has a circular saw, ask them to show you the blade. Now, saws are sharp. You don't go pick it up yourself. You don't go look for it for yourself because you can cut your fingers really bad. And if it's in the saw, you don't touch and you don't touch a circular saw. Very dangerous piece of equipment if you don't know what you're doing. If you were to plug it in and, and start it, you could easily, really, really hurt yourself. So don't go out on your own trying to find this. Ask your parents to show you if they have a circular saw blade. The only reason why I want you to see it is because you see this round shape with the teeth of the saw pointing out. Well, imagine if that circular saw blade, if you could unroll it into one long line and then roll it back up where it'd be tiny and the little in the in the it just keeps getting wider and wider. It's just the weirdest thing. I would advise all of you to look up this shark. 
its name is spelled H-E-L-I-C-O-P-R-I-O-N, Helicoprion. And see if you can see a picture. When you see it, you, you simply won't believe it. It's just the weirdest thing in the world. So the question is, how did it work? And why is it like that? It has little teeth in the center with really big teeth on the outside. And probably like a modern shark, it replaced its teeth throughout its entire life. But how does it work? Some people believed that they could unroll it. Like, um, have you ever seen a, a, the proboscis on a butterfly when it lands and it unrolls its little mouth part? And that's how it, um, it, that's how it eats. Well, some scientists believed it could do that. Others believed it couldn't do that and that it just was the way its jaw was fixed. We just, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's just the weirdest thing you'll ever see. This is absolutely, when the first time I saw this picture, I thought somebody just made it up. When I was little and I saw this, I, I thought somebody just made it up. I'm like, there's no way this animal ever existed. And yet it did. Now, there was a bunch of other weird mouthed sharks there were some weird weird mouth sharks so this is certainly not the only one some of them are weird but um it, it's actually kind of belongs to the family called ratfish <laughs> it's a weird, weird name but that's really what the shark is like it just you'll see so many pictures of it you simply won't believe it and you'll also probably see a large number of weird sharks who um, they were all ecological ends, dead ends. They just didn't, they didn't make it. They had the shark body, but they just didn't have all the other features. So how did these teeth work? Well, some scientists believe that they may have been used to kind of snag the prey and pull it into the mouth. Others believe it could be enrolled and used almost like a whip. But they all, almost all scientists agree that they appear to be better suited for eating soft-bodied animals like squid and octopus and nautilus. So, I, I don't know. There are more questions than answers when it comes to this weird, weird shark. It is absolutely a very strange-looking creature. I, I hope you do some more research on it. I hope you see it. For those of you that have never seen it before, you're simply not going to believe what you're seeing you're going to look at it and go, this can't be real. This can't be real. And here's the last top secret information I'm going to share with you. I have the tooth whorl of Helicoprion being shipped to me, and it's going to go on display in my museum. Now, this one is a replica, a cast of the original, but it is molded off of it, so it looks identical. So uh, probably by the end of August, I hope the crate has arrived in the port where we can send a truck to pick it up because included in that crate is a bunch of other big things. But this is one of the pieces that I have on order. So if you like Helicoprion, stop by my store at the end of August or anytime after, and I should have it there for you to look at. And you're going to be as, as freaked out as me. All right. Um, one of the things, you know, I talk so much about becoming a Patreon member, and there's a fee associated with that, but there's another alternative that's completely free, and that is the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Totally and absolutely free. You can submit questions. You can post your pictures. You can do some cool stuff there, and there's a lot of fun people on it, kind people, people who support everyone. So if you have a drawing you'd like to post, ask your mom and dad to put it on there. 
If you have an article, if you are an adult and you have a dinosaur article you'd like to share, uh, feel free to post it. A lot of our followers are adults who love dinosaurs as well. So I just wanted to pop in the real quick. And speaking of that, somebody just dinged me. That's funny. Somebody just dinged me on that page. Uh, let's take a look. Now, the Leong family have put a beautiful birthday cake for their eight-year-old daughter. This is a beautiful cake. Looks like a waterfall. Very, very beautiful. Nicely and happy birthday to you, by the way. That's a beautiful, beautiful cake. Um, let's see. Here's an interesting question. Hey, DG. Uh, Cooper11 is wondering if you can interview El Stinko in one of your podcasts. Thank you. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. Cooper, how could I possibly, how could I possibly interview El Stinko? I don't know how to get in touch with him. I don't know anything about him. I've never seen this person. I've never heard of this person. I don't know why you would ask me if I would do that. Because clearly, I don't know who that person is. And so, the answer is, the answer is, I might try to do that one day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Ooh, this is cool. Uh, this is from uh, Desiree, who said, uh, sent their six-year-old child's birthday cake. Another Another amazing dinosaur birthday cake. Man, you guys are amazing with these birthday cakes. You guys are absolutely amazing. I can't do birthday cakes. I never used to get good birthday cakes. What a ripoff. What an absolute ripoff. That's terrible. Yeah, I don't get to do any really cool birthday cakes. What a bummer. Let's see. Uh, Aaliyah, age seven, from Sydney, Australia, do a picture of El Stinko, me being, okay, I'm not El Stinko. Being eaten by an orange erectopus while she's riding a blue pterodactyl. Why? Why would you think? Why would you think that I would know anything about this Elstinko person? As a matter of fact, Miles has said, hi, Dinosaur George. I know you're Captain Underpants. Okay, now I'm Captain Underpants? Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm Captain Underpants. I'm Elstinko. I'm none of those things. Shame on you rotten children. For spreading rumors like that. Shame on you. And by the way, I love your dinosaurs. They all have different uh, karate belts. That's amazing. Magisaurus Rex painted and put together a cool moving triceratops model. I love that. That's very, very good. I love that a lot. That's really good. Um, and look at that. Elijah and Dominus Rex just put out all of his super cool back to school birthday gear. I mean, not birthday, back to school gear. It's all dinosaur themed. This is great. I love this. You're set to go, my friend. I hope you enjoy it. That's so cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Max from Australia said, hey, GG, this is the Mosasaurus versus GG with no stink bombs. Stop taking away my stink bombs, you rotten kids. Max, seriously, am I going to have to come to Australia and talk to you, my friend? Because clearly, if I have no stink bombs, I can't win any battle. I'm too small. Everything's bigger than me. Seriously? Killian discovered an Allosaurus and Spinosaurus fighting this morning on the floor. How cool is that? Hey, listen. Uh, wow. Uh, Lion Age 9 drew an amazing, 
Titanus Walleri. Amazing. That's amazing. Very, very impressive. Uh, let's see. This is so cool. Uh, the Patel family put together a tri- two Triceratops getting ready for battle. Love it. Uh, wow. Look at this. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, my friend Renata just posted a beautiful. These are incredible. Rainbow donuts with dinosaurs. That's incredible. That's incredible. Hey, check this out. Killianosaurus asked if we could do a podcast on Helicoprion. Well, guess what, my friend? Guess what? Yes, buddy. Yes, I did because of you. How cool is that? Uh, Oliver in Connecticut made a scene they wanted to share, which is really, really nice. I love this. Oh, look at that. You've got an Indominus. Is that Indominus? Chasing. Oh, man, they better get out of there. They better get out. That's great. I like that very much. Uh, that's very, very cool. I'm just buzzing through these really quick. Um, these are these are just great. I absolutely love these. Uh, so many po- people posting so many neat things. Books, recommendations. Love it. Magisaurus Rex did a great Yang Chuanosaurus playing, playing the piano. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. That is great. If you don't, if you don't understand that, just go, go, go back and listen to the Yang Chuanosaurus episode. <laughs> oh, that's just absolutely great. That's that's just too cool. Uh, the Wordsworth family. Hey, I'd love to go on holiday with you guys and go dig up dinosaurs. That looks like absolute fun. Archaeolophosaurus, love it. Absolutely love it. That's so cool. Oh, wow. Look at that. Julianosaurus Rex found a big, hey, check it out, buddy. Check it out. Welcome to the club, my friend. And you're right. That is the tooth that I sent you that fits the tooth of that Tyrannosaurus Rex jaw. How incredible is that? Very cool. And then, you know what? I want to play this because this is really kind of cool. Hang on just a second. Let me let me play this because I, I like this a lot. Hang on just a second. Let's do this. Here we go. This is from Gabriel Asaurus. Here we go. My name is Gabriel Asaurus, and I make a T-Rex. And a T-Rex is my favorite dinosaur. That was brilliant. Gabriel Asaurus, I'm so proud of you, and I love your drawing. And I like that you put in sky and the ground and the sun, and I love it. And I like T-Rex too, buddy. That is so incredibly cool. Asa Spinosaurus Rex sent in a really cool who would win. I'll try to see if I can get to that in a minute. Uh, let's see. Let me check this one real quick. Who is this from? This is a video from, uh, oh, Jigga Lawson. Okay, let's see, Jigga Lawson. Let's hear what you had to say. Hey guys, this is Jigga Lawson, and you're going to see the greatest fight ever, there's a source beating up a Jigga. He's going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, check it out. He created a video with Therizinosaurus attacking a Jeep, um, and he says, hey, El Stinko, I'm Jigga. What did you just say, kid? What what did you just, what did you write? A.K.A. Elstinko. No one knows the identity of Elstinko. Smarter than Batman. Stronger than Superman. 
can pick his teeth with the claws of Wolverine. No one knows the identity. I love your battle. That was really, really cool. That was great. Uh, Luca Scorpius Rex, or Duffy for short. Uh, great. This is great. And I'd like that you listen to the podcast, my friend. Shout out to you, my little friend, for doing that. Now, I've got another video I want to play real quick. This one is absolutely great as well. Let's hear it. Here we go. Hi. Hi, my name is Hannah, and I made this picture of an Ankylosaurus, and I have a toy Ankylosaurus. It's right here. And a paleontologist with a foot bone. And mm. this is why I like dinosaurs. Mm. They're cool. Nice. <laughs> that was nice, Mom. And you're absolutely right. Hannah Losaurus, I am so proud of you too, sweetie. That's a great video. I love your drawing, and I love that you like Ankylosaurus because I think it's cool. And I hope that you and your brother decide to become paleontologists, and maybe one day I will work with you. All right. Uh, so great pictures, everybody. Nice paintings that you did. Nice drawings that you did. I'm just going through and looking at them all. I wish I could say hi to every one of you that you did. These are so great. Uh, Oliver sent a great picture. He's almost going to be seven. Uh, uh, Muhammad asked a great question. I wish I could get to it, you guys. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> Josh and Theo actually put put a Yang Chihuahuasaurus in front of their in front of their piano. <laughs> Oh, you guys, this is just the best. You are absolutely the best. And I see Joey Seralifus celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday to you, Joey Seralifus. That's so cool. Um, Asa, who's six, did a drawing of Yang Chihuahuasaurus playing the piano. And a Stiggy Malik riding a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, you guys are just the best. Lincoln Rex, age four, did a great Yang Chihuahuasaurus drawing. Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. I am just so proud of all of you. you. You're just absolutely the best. Your drawings are amazing, everybody. And and I know I can't I can't speak to every single one of them. I wish I could, but uh, I, I just can't do every single one of them. So uh, how about we do some Ask DG questions? Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, let's start with Mohammed and Sophia, siblings from the Dinosaur George Facebook page. Ask, which ankylosaurus had the strongest armor? And what is the function of dinosaur fur? Well, strongest armor probably goes to Ankylosaurus. Now, there's so many different members of the Ankylosauria. There's so many different members. But with Ankylosaurus being the largest of the group, then I would suspect its armor would be thicker. Because the bigger they are, the more body armor it would take to cover their body. And it would have to be very, very thick. So... I believe Ankylosaurus, out of all the Ankylosaurii, would have had the thickest armor and the strongest. As far as the function of dinosaur fur, fur on almost any animal is designed as a way to regulate body temperature, especially to, to warm them up on cool days. 
But um, if dinosaurs had it, and, and some speculation is it was really more like proto feathers, meaning it was the beginning of feathers. And rather than than being fluffy and, and, and you know, like the way a feather is now, they were just kind of straight like a toothpick almost. Whatever the reason for it would be, I would suspect that it would be used for body temperature regulation. And that's why I think we only see it on the smaller animals. We see it on pterosaurs. But, but think about this. Why would pterosaurs need it? Think about this. When you see somebody riding a motorcycle, even in the summertime, they're usually wearing a coat because it can be cold or they wear a jacket, leather jacket. It's not only for protection. It also keeps them warm. You still can get cold if the wind's blowing. So a pterosaur might need it to keep its body warm because it's flying around all the time. But I, I don't believe bigger dinosaurs had it because it wouldn't serve any purpose. It wouldn't need fur to stay warm because most of the environments where they lived was relatively warm. Certainly, there may have been polar dinosaurs that may have looked different. Like, for instance, there was a, uh, was it a truodon? I, I, I can't remember. But there's a species of polar carnivore that um, may have been may have been furry compared to its southern relatives. Like, when you look at it, you'd go, they don't look like the same animal. Well, because they live in two different environments where polar dinosaurs had to deal with colder environments more of the time. So... If any of them had it, I believe they were small, and it was probably used as a way to regulate their body temperature. All right, Lion, age nine, who uh, contacted us through the uh, DG Facebook page, asked, did Demetrodon really not have any scales? Well, there's no evidence to support it that I'm aware of, Lion. I don't believe they did. Even though they are reptilian, they have a lot of mammalian traits. They're more mammal-like. And so if they had scales, they, they may have been like small, like when you look at a Komodo dragon, they don't really have scales. They have more like bumpy stuff. They do have a maybe around their tail and maybe around the base of their legs, I think, if memory serves. I don't even think they have them there. But anyway, um, I don't believe they did. Scales can sometimes fossilize, and I have never seen any evidence of anyone finding any fossilized scales associated with Demetrodon. So I don't believe that it did. All right, Iris, age nine, from Newcastle asked, did dinosaurs eat grass? If so, which ones? What a great question. They didn't. Because grass didn't exist until at the very end of the age of dinosaurs. Eating grass is not something all plant eaters can do. Grass can be very difficult to eat. Some plant eaters don't eat grass. They eat other broad leaves, but they don't eat grass. So grass wasn't there. Dinosaurs are eating palm, uh, cycad, horsetail, ginkgo, uh, magnolia, um, what else? So many different plants, ferns, but they're not eating grass. So there weren't any grass eaters. What a good question. All right. Emerson, who's a Patreon member, asked, how long were the horns of Diabloceratops? Great question, Emerson. Thank you for being a Patreon Club member. A great question. The only thing I have to go on on the horns of Diabloceratops is the skull I have in my museum at Trader's Village. I have a Diabloceratops skull there. And the horns are very small compared to most Ceratopsians. But I don't know if the skull I have represents an adult or not. So if it's not an adult then the horns might be sizable. But if what I have is the adult, 
then those horns are very short. And by short, I mean maybe nine inches long, maybe. The horns on the frill up at the top are longer than the horns over the eyes, what we call the brow horns. So their horns are relatively small compared to other ceratopsians. I tell you what I have next to that uh, Diablo ceratops, I have the skull of a ceratopsian named Cohila ceratops. It's got some big horns, man. So compared to Cohila ceratops, Diablos are very tiny. All right, Brecken, age six, who contacted us through the Dinosaur George Facebook group, asked, is there anything that could hurt the dome on the head of a Pachycephalosaurus? Yes. Yeah, what a very good question. I did an interview one time with a paleontologist where we talked about the domes, and there seemed to be some infection points, like, like points where the bone was deteriorated may have been caused by them cracking their head against something and maybe causing a split and for bacteria to get in and infect it. And so that infection would have been a painful thing to deal with, even though it's bone, it's still painful. There's still nerve endings in the bone. So it could. And that's the reason why I don't believe pachycephalosaurs rammed heads with each other. I don't think they could do that. And it, it may be possible that that lesion we were looking at, that, that infection, could have been caused by that. So I don't think they rammed heads into anything hard because of the potential damage. I think those domes were better suited for either swinging into the side of your rival where you're hitting them between the ribs and the back legs where there's nothing but tissue. Um, maybe it could slam its heads in sideways into the ribs and not break the head, but maybe break the rib. Um, if they were using that dome as a weapon, they could certainly come running at you and knock you down because what they would be hitting would not be as solid as what they have. So having a dome with nine inches of solid bone gives you a tremendous amount of power. Unless you run into something that is the equal mass, then you don't hurt your dome. But if you run into something that is as strong, then the potential is, yeah, absolutely you could do it. Absolutely you could do it. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Patreon Club. And, or no, you know what? Let me talk about the private lessons because I do these a lot. I do private lessons for people who you can go through the website. You can now, no matter where you are in the world, you can order and pay for a private lesson through dinosaurgeorge.com on our catalog. It used to only work for people in, in the United States. Now, no matter where you are in the world, you can book a, you can see which set lessons are available. You can book them. You can do it for your classmates, for your school, for your grade level, for you, for a birthday, whatever you want to do. So let me give you a little bit of information about the private lessons. And then when we come back, we will do some who would wins. Hey, kids. You can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at DinosaurGeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. And by the way, if you are a Raptor Club member, you get 8% off of the uh, lesson. I think it's 8%. And if you are a Tyrannosaurus Rex member, I think you get 
12% off the price of a private lesson. Whatever your discounts are, you get them. All right, let's do a... Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, who would wins are submitted by T-Rex Club members. Let's go. Roman said, silverback gorilla versus short-faced bear. Whoa, this is an interesting one. You've got tremendous power on both sides. You've got tremendous power on both sides. Wow. The short-faced bear, of course, has the advantage of its hands having those giant claws. That silverback gorilla could do tremendous damage. It could pull the arms off of a short-faced bear. But I'm going to go with the bear only because of the weaponry. Yes, the silverback has got some pretty nasty canine teeth, but the short-faced bear's mouth is made for grabbing and ripping prey. Silverback gorilla is an herbivore, not going to have to have the jaw strength to, to do the things that the bear does. I think in this particular case, you have weaponry that's going to going to give it an advantage. The silverback is an incredibly powerful animal. But Roman, in this particular case, I believe the short-faced bear would be the winner in this one. But what a, what a battle. All right. Alberto Spino says T-Rex versus Maraxis Gigas. Whoa! We just did an episode on Maraxis. New predator. Um, Alberto... I think Rex is simply too big for Maraxis. Maraxis is a, is a fast, swift carnivore, but I don't think even it could get around quick enough to stay away from the jaws of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm, I'd love to see this battle because I think it would be a fast battle. I think you would see a lot of motion, a lot of dirt, a lot of, a lot of roaring and biting and snapping, but if rex ever lands one bite it's game over but this is a very good one and and you know maraxis might be able to hold its own that's a good one all right emilio raptor says styracosaurus versus diplodocus nice very nice now if this is my best buddy emilio raptor because i know we have a couple of emilios if this is my best best buddy emilio raptor it was great seeing you out at traders village for the grand opening of the museum and glad you were there to be in the picture again, since you were there when we did the original grand opening of the building. Styracosaurus versus Diplodocus. All right. Well, Diplodocus has size, has that whip-like tail. But Styracosaurus has one weapon that Diplodocus can't defend itself against, and that is that gigantic nasal horn, the nose horn, the horn sticking up on the end of the nose. It is in the perfect position to run up under, under Diplodocus and swing its head up into its stomach. One punch like that and the game is done. Now, Styracosaurus would have to be tall enough and the Diplodocus would have to be low enough to do that. But uh, I don't think Styracosaurus could 
could reach its horn high enough to reach the stomach of an adult, Diplodocus. But a juvenile or a young? Yeah. And if that dude can get under that stomach and stay out of the way of those giant feet, one lowered down, swinging up movement of that Styracosaurus, and it is going to puncture a hole in that thing's stomach that I think would do tremendous damage. I'm going to give this one to Styracosaurus. I'm going to give it to Styracosaurus. I actually believe that Styracosaurus is going to be the victor. I know some of you might be hearing that going, man, it wouldn't stand a chance against Diplodocus, but in the scenario I gave, I think it could. And finally, Noblesaurus Rex says T-Rex versus a fire-breathing cat. All right, this would be this would be interesting. Can you imagine a fire-breathing cat? All right, there's one thing, one constant when it comes to life on Earth. Fire is the ultimate weapon. Fire stops everything. There is nothing immune to fire that you could fight. The same would have gone with dinosaurs. Let's say for the sake of fun, there is a fire-breathing cat. Of course, we have to know how much fire it can breathe and can it keep it up for a long time. The cat could certainly keep Tyrannosaurus away. Because the minute Rex sees that fire, it's backing up. But there's no way that cat, any cat, be it as big as a tiger or cave lion, whatever, absolutely would never have the ability to kill a Tyrannosaurus. It could give it a hot foot. <laughs> it, okay, and there's there's everybody's next <laughs> there's everybody's next project. Go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and post a picture of a fire breathing cat. You can have it blowing fire at a Tyrannosaurus if you want. Do not, do not have it blowing fire on me. I'm going to say that one more time. Do not put a picture of a fire-breathing cat blasting me with fire. If any of you did, you stinking little kids are going to be in so much trouble. If any of you, I'm telling you right now, I better not see one picture of a cat blowing fire on me. But you can make it blow fire on anything. Better not be me. And that is your project for today's podcast is to post a picture of a fire breathing cat. And I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I see some of you laughing right now. Do not do it. All right. (laughs) One of the main benefits, of course, of being a T-Rex member, along with being able to submit who would wins, is being able to be interviewed. So... Would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus club member. All right, one of the greatest things about being a T-Rex Patreon member is your name could come up. And you get to be interviewed. And today, I'm interviewing Mason and Simon, who happen to be T-Rex members. Boys, welcome. How you doing? Good. Good. So let's start. Mason, how old are you? Um, Seven, almost seven. I'm going to be turning eight on August 29th. Oh, wow. Your birthday's coming up very quick. Nicely done. And Simon, how old are you? 
Five. You're five. Very good. So seven and five, almost going to be eight. Are either one of you married yet? No, definitely not. Well, are you going to wait till you're eight? Are you going to get married on your birthday? <gasps> Does your mom know you're getting married no. on your birthday? Congratulations. No. Oh, okay. Well, no. I'm just checking. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> very, very cool. So uh, now, do you guys have any other brothers or sisters or is it just you two in your family? It's just us. Just you guys. Very, very cool. And our two dogs. Oh, nice. What are your dogs' name? Um, the little girl. It's just the fluffiest name. Pickles. Pickles. And How did you come up with a name like Pickles? That was my idea. That's a good name for a dog. It's just like a black. It's just like a black pickle. That's all. <laughs> and what's your other dog's name? And the, um, the other name is Bob, and he and he's blind. So you have a dog named Bob and a dog named Pickles. Yeah. All right. That's the coolest thing in the world. I feel bad for Bob because Bob's name isn't as exciting as Pickles. Couldn't you have named Bob like Cheeseburger or something like that? Um, my little brother wanted to be named Oreo because he looks like an Oreo. They're both black and white, but my dad sometimes calls him Robert. I understand completely. I totally get it. In my family, no matter what name we gave a pet, Somebody always called it something different. It was crazy. So that's cool. So, uh, Mason, what grade are you in in school? Um, I'm in first grade, about to be in second. Very nice. And Simon, are you starting school this year? Um, yeah, he's been homeschooled. He's going to kindergarten. Oh, nice. Very, very good. So, Mason, what, what do you like about school? Now, I know you're going to a new grade. What were some of the things you liked about school? Well, um, there were different events on different days. Like on Monday, we had music and art. I really liked art, but also on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I like PE. Oh, yeah. PE. Yeah, absolutely. So you like art. Of course. Uh, You like art. Do you draw or do you color? Do you like to do art? Yeah. Very good. That's good. And Simon, do you like to draw? Very good. Have you guys ever drawn pictures of dinosaurs before? Yes, that's literally all I've been doing ever since I discovered your podcast. Oh, that is so cool. I got to tell you something, uh, Mason. The podcast that just came out yesterday, you probably haven't heard it yet. I just released a new one. Um, it's it's about a dinosaur called Yang Chowanosaurus. Oh, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I gave I every... I listened to that. I oh, listened to that one yesterday. Nice. I paused on the hood when we came home from the library. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm glad you went to the library. Good for you. Well, one of the challenges I gave everybody was to draw a picture of a Yang Chuanosaurus playing the piano. <laughs> no, I heard that. I was like, I want to do that. I might want to add like some tiny velociraptors of the audience. Ooh, now that would be. Because they both live in China. <laughs> You're right. That's exactly like, right. Makes total sense. Like, it's the Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, yeah. That's very good. Hey. Go back in time to the Jurassic. <laughs> that's so cool. So, um, let's talk about your favorite dinosaurs. Let's start with Mason, since you're the oldest. Mason, do you have a favorite kind of dinosaur? 
It's a lot. Some um, I put them into different categories like plant eater and carnivore. Right. I'll first go with plant eaters. I like. Oh dang it! I forgot the name. It was the Triceratops with the most horns. The ones Is that it, stick to the side. Oh, Cosmoceratops. Yeah, Cosmoceratops. I also like Iguanodon too. Oh, nice. Those are good. And Those are good plant eaters. I also the carnivores. My t- the top on the longest Carnotaurus. Nice. Ever since I saw, it, I was like, "This guy's amazing." <laughs> he was like. He was big, and he also had horns at the same time. Yeah. It's one of the few carnivores that I believe used those horns as weapons. Other dinosaurs that had horns, I don't think they used them as weapons. Uh, but I think Carnotaurus did. That is an incredibly <laughs> cool dinosaur. Now, you've got a giant toy of a Carnotaurus, right? Yeah. It's a one from Camp Cretaceous. Man, that thing is big. Don't um, forget ice from Cretaceous. Well, okay. absolutely. Well, Simon, now do you have a favorite kind of dinosaur? Um, yeah. Uh, which, which I which I will first start on Carl, or which my most favorite is T Rex. Oh yeah, you like the king of the dinosaurs. Yeah, I totally get that. Trust me, I think T Rex is an amazing dinosaur. Which Mason hates Tira. I don't really that much. He's just not your favorite. Yeah, you know, because... Technically not my favorite. Yeah, because... I like some of the other unknown dinosaurs. Ah, see, that's a good point. A lot of people like the more rare dinosaurs, not the one that everybody else likes. So I, yeah. I think it's fascinating. That usually happens to everyone else. I ask if they like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Usually, they're, once they hear that question, the first thing they say is T U R X. Yeah. 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 That's very, very common. First thing they say. Yeah. It's the most. Other people talk about Alzheimer's sometimes. Right. Alzheimer's. Sometimes carnivores. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that many people who know about carnivores. I know a few, but not that. I think when Camp Cretaceous came out, a lot of people learned about carnivores. Up till then, many people yeah. didn't know about it. Yeah, technically, carnivores was the star of the whole show. Was it? Te- yeah, technically, it was almost. It was in almost every single episode. Also, oh wow. Also, I learned more about Scorpius Rex because I've been watching it yesterday. I saw that Scorpius Rex. Also, another fact I learned that it hides how it attacks its prey. It hides in the tree, jumps out, kills it, and pulls it back in the tree to eat. Oh, gross. But isn't, Scor- is isn't Scorpius Rex big? Um, Yeah, it's bigger than a full-grown person, too. Three times the size. Oh, see, I thought they were like the size of a T-Rex. I've never seen Camp Cretaceous, so I don't know. I, I don't, I've never seen how big it is. It was creepy. It was totally creepy. I bet. Well, jumping and out of a tree. Some of those poisonous quails gone one of the peep campers, Ooh. but they survived. Oh, um, that's good. I, for, I forgot which the name was. Right. I don't, I barely know any names. Right. That's pretty cool. What about other prehistoric animals? Like, not talking about dinosaurs, do you like other prehistoric animals? I really like um, Mosasaurus. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's 
That's a part of my nickname. Els Mason Mosasaurus. Yep, I know that. <laughs> so you like Simon Mosasaurus? Yeah, I really like Mosasaurus. Why do you why do you like them? What is it about them that you like? Well, I like swimming underwater too. And right. also they like have a long jaw and they're like snake like. Yeah. Sometimes in things I see them like have actually have like snake tongue. Right. They have like a two snake tongue. Yeah. And but sometimes it's very sharp, I don't know why. Probably. Right. I think it's short because why would I want to get all that water on it? Well, there's a lot of different kinds of mosasaurs, Mason. Mm-hmm. Mosasaur is like the name of the family, and then there's a lot mm-hmm. of members of that family. Yeah. Yeah. Tylosaurus is one of the bigger ones. That's the one that yeah. would have been dangerous. But yeah, yeah I like Mos- I like mosasaurs. What about pterosaurs? Do you like any of the pterosaurs? Uh, that may dimorphodon yeah and in like movies like jurassic park it looks so cool well first i i didn't what well, first one i didn't know about it, i thought it was like half a dominus rex half tyrannodon or something <laughs> <laughs> until i know it was like a real dinosaur it was like that's cool yeah that's very cool it's yeah. look, it just looks so cool yep so if if you could let's let's pretend we are gonna we have a time machine and we're gonna travel back in time. Um, if we go back in time, what dinosaur do you want to see? Now you can you, you're safe no matter what it is. It can't see you, so we're gonna, uh, you're gonna yes. use technology. Well, one thing uh, that is wrong. Um, uh, I'll go see a carnotaur so I can um get on the back, ride saddle, and choose my chase. Blue done little animals all day long. <laughs> I wonder what it's, color. I would ride on the back and I would have like. <laughs> would yeah. Which I would ride on a T-Rex. Ooh. Also, 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 if he first tries to eat me, I'll just spill, like give him some meat. Yeah, no, no kidding. I'll just, I'll just stand there. So, Simon, if, if you could go back in time, you would want to see a T-Rex, right? Yes. Man, I wonder what color those dinosaurs, I wonder what color Carnotaurus and T-Rex would have been. What do you guys think? Um, One of my books said they, like, found an actual sample of Carnotaurus skin, and they said it's, like, brown. Every, almost every single pic, I mean, every single picture I see of Carnotaurus, they evolve it brown. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I, they they it's did they they found mummified skin, and so they saw that its skin has little pieces of body armor in it. So their skin was armored. These dinosaurs are made for a battle. You know, some meat eaters are not made for battle. I also kind of, I forgot. I also kind of really like Gastonia too. Oh yeah. Once I saw it. Once I saw it on your TV show. What was it called again? Jurassic Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the. It was like so cool. And the tail is the best part. They said like they the spikes, it would go yeah. side to side over each other. That was so cool. It, right. It like killed the boss. The Utah Raptor. <laughs> right. I actually thought the Utah Raptor would win. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but you got like You got it. Yeah, you know, any 
any plant eater that lives with really powerful meat eaters has to have weapons. And that's why Triceratops had those big horns and why uh, duckbills probably had really good sense of smell. They could probably smell danger from a long way off because they needed to get away. They don't really have weapons to defend themselves other than speed and getting advanced warning. That's what they're looking for. But Gastonia was on the top of those um, protection things. Oh, yeah. It was technically like nothing would mess with that thing. That's right. Nothing ever succeeded. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure nothing ever could eat one of them. Right. They could attack the babies, which is why I think the babies probably stayed with the adults all the time. That would look cool. Also, also they had to watch out for the tail when they were like in the middle of life because the baby could accidentally get killed. Oh, you got that right. That's probably, I think the babies would have run under the adults, stayed under them during any attack. Under the bail. Yeah, absolutely. But then then I think like in in your TV show um, that Utah Raptor got under it. So what if the baby was under it and somehow a Utah Raptor gets under it, drags it out? Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what would happen. You know, no, no animal is safe all the time. I mean, all animals have to be worried because of all the danger that's involved. So that's exactly right. So if you could go fossil hunting and you get to two, Mm -hmm. you get to choose two things. A, would you like to find a Carnotaurus skeleton or B, would you like to find a new kind of dinosaur? Which would you prefer? I might want to find like more Carnotaur skeletons yeah. so I can put like different museums all around the world so more people get to know about them. Oh, what a great idea. That's a great, that's a really great idea. That's really good. Now, speaking of museums, have you guys ever been to a museum before? Um, The first dinosaur museum I went to was on my birthday when I turned six. It was like supposed to be a Lego Jurassic World. So I went to Ohio so I went to this Legoland Discovery Center thing as the first thing as the Lego half of the dinosaurs. Right. Then I went to the Dinosaur Museum in Ohio. My, what was it called again? Coside. The Ohio's Coside um, at the Dinosaur Exhibit. But right. it had it didn't have all real dinosaur skeletons. Some of it was just metal. Fake. Oh, sure. Yeah, but it's still fun to see those. Went, I also went to the one in Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian in oh, Washington. Yeah. That one. That's a good museum. I haven't been back. I went there in 2007. We filmed some of Jurassic Fight Club in that museum, and that was the last time I went. But I grew up in Maryland, which was close to there, and I used to go to the Smithsonian all the time. Or when I was little, I lived in Maryland. So, Simon, would you like to go dinosaur bone hunting one day? Yeah. Would you like to find a T-Rex? Or would you like to find a new kind of dinosaur that nobody's ever seen before? Um, I want to find a new dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I also want 
Go ahead. I've also wondered last night, like, if Scorpius Rex would ever actually be a thing. I don't know. You know, I I don't know of any any. I like I said, I don't watch the show, so I don't know that much about it. But I'm sure you know they keep finding new species of dinosaurs all the time. So there's no mm-hmm. telling what kind of dinosaur could be out there. If Carnotaurus can have horns, maybe there was a carnivore that could have tail spikes. We don't know. That would be cool. So let me ask you guys, do you have any questions you would like to ask? Is there anything that you've wanted to know that you would like to ask? Yeah, there was a few things like there's some hoodwins too. Yeah, um, those are fine. You can ask those. Um, I'm going to do some of the hoodwins, um, some of them that you missed. Um, there was one that I sent to you, but I never heard you answer it. It was, um, a pack of oh, um, the the ice age animal that was related to a the pig. Oh, Archaeotherium. Archaeotherium? No, yeah. it wasn't that. I was a um, entelodont. Uh, Dinohyus. Uh, some one of them that had like sucus at the end. Um, what was it called again? Um, Dinosuchus. No, that's a crocodile. It's not. Was big. it Andrew Sarkis? Yes, a, a pack of Andrew Sarkis versus a Megatherium, the giant wow. sloth. Wow. A pack like a a hundred. Yeah, uh, Andrew Sarkis is very powerful animals with really powerful jaws. Uh, ground sloth, I will tell you this, ground sloths had body armor on their backs, but that wouldn't do any good against Andrew Sarkis because Andrew Sarkis is not going to climb up the back. Andrew Sarkis is going to attack its legs. And if you get two Andrew Sarkises, one on each leg, then, uh, then they could literally pull it down because the defense of sloth is going to be its claws on its hands. Those are very big weapons. But if there's 80. Oh, well, the fight wouldn't last three seconds. They would come from every direction. They would all attack at the same time. And there's no way the sloth could defend itself. That's why animals like Andrew Sarkis may have hunted together because it allowed them the opportunity to take down really big prey. Yeah. All right. Do you have another one? Oh, you got the Jeep. Oh, you guys have the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Jeep. Yeah. Um, yeah, from Jurassic Park. And we have the. Oh, you Luke. have the figures. Oh, that's cool. That's, this is the only one I got. I think his name is Timmy. I can't remember. I can't well, I'm remember. Timmy. Well, yeah. Also, we got the G. Oh, that's cool. So you guys got the whole Jurassic Park, Jurassic World collection there. Yeah, the first actual, like, Jurassic World thing we got was on one of Simon's birthdays, or was it Easter? It was Easter, and our Mimi got Simon a remote control, the other Jurassic Park Jeep, the one with uh, the short one without the roof. Right. With, without the roof. Right. The other one that was just brown and red. Nice. I'll, I'll get that one. Nice. And... And one day it lost its other wheel. Well, maybe the T-Rex pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, they, it did. Uh, it was before we got the T-Rex. It, may, it right. maybe just fell off. Oh, there that's nice. That's a that good, one. yeah, I like that one a lot. 
And there's the gap. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're living around dinosaurs. You got to be careful. Boys, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap this thing up? Any other questions? Any other who would wins? Um, oh, yeah, I do have who would win. Um, first, before I, who would win, I first, when I first learned about Guanlong, before I listened to that one on Guanlong, I thought when I first saw the picture, I thought it was like a huge thing larger than a human. <laughs> And then I put it in you against a who's playing without stink bombs and no motorcycle. But <laughs> then I was like, it was small. Yeah. Giganosaurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guadalajara is small. Giganosaurus and you are in my who would win. No, remember, no stink, stink bombs and no motorcycle. Um, and no stink bombs. How am I supposed to win if I have no stink bombs, kid? And I know you're all stink bombs. No one knows the no one knows the identity of El Stinko. No. I have wait, before you say those other things, I have proof. I listened to the Dilophosaurus one and I heard you say out loud to all the kids that in a who would win or something, and I heard you say, I'm El Stinko. Never. Never. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. Stronger than Superman. Smarter than Batman. Faster than the Flash. Smarter than my favorite DC superhero. (laughs) No one's smarter than Batman. And if he's faster than Flash, he's definitely not going to be faster than. And he's not prettier than. And he's not prettier than Wonder Woman. Way, way prettier than Wonder Woman. (laughs) Plus, he had. Once I saw him, he had glasses and a beard and a mustache. <laughs> well, I don't know who you're talking about because I, you, me, was you in the wig, me, was you in the wig. Seriously, child, do I look like it was I you would, in the wig? Do you think I would trick you? <laughs> well, boys, this podcast is going to be heard from kids all over the world. Is there anything you would like to say to all the kids all over the world that'll be listening? Oh, the Carnotaurus wants to say something. All right. Carnotaurus is going to say something to everybody. Bye bye, yummy bonbons. <laughs> Thank you, boys. That was great. <laughs> All right, my friends. That is your lesson on Helicoprion. Weirdest shark that ever existed. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you would like to become a member of the Raptor or T Rex Club, Our meeting is August the 12th, 2022 at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I will repeat that lesson at 5 a.m. on Saturday the 13th Central Time. If you are a member or you become a member, you'll get the login Zoom details sent to you. Also, if any of you would like to join us and become a Triceratops member for only a dollar a month, you can join us for the lesson at 5.30 p.m. on Ichthyosaurs on Friday, August the 20, I mean, August the 19th, 2022. So I hope you all enjoyed today's lessons. Remember, everybody, be kind to each other. Be kind to strangers. You never know 
You never know what people are going through. Sometimes they could be sad, and that might make them seem like they're mean, or they may be scared. So be kind to everybody. Be safe, but be kind to everybody. Until next time, I will see you all again. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah.